Uh, get the vach. Let's go. Today's daf is daf Lamates, page 39 in the Hilgah Masech is getting. And we pick up from Toshima, two lines from the bottom of Lamed Chesam at Bez, 38b. Okay? Now, what, what, we're, uh, what we're handling with over here, just a, just a quick uh, reminder of the sugi that we're in. Rabbah said that if somebody makes his Eved hektish, his Eved goes free. So, um, Rabbah said that if a person makes his Eved hektish, the Eved goes free. Hektish does not, take, uh, does not gain ownership over the body of the Eved. And therefore, the, uh, a body cannot become hektish, and uh, therefore, the Eved is just going to go free. It's like you, it's like you uh, were mafkir, you made your, ef- efker, your Eved hefker. If somebody says that, um, yeah, all right, that was the totality of Rabbah's statement. Again, if you say your ever belongs to Hektish, he goes free because you didn't say his, because his body cannot be owned by Hektish. You didn't say you're giving his value to Hektish. What's happening over here is he's going free. Okay, Beseder. That was Rabbah's statement. Based upon Rabbah's halacha, we now get into Toshma. Two lines from the bottom. Toshma, come and listen. If somebody makes his Eved Hektish, his Eved is still allowed to work for him. And eat the uh, eat whatever he makes. In other words, whatever the heaven creates isn't considered to be hektish. Usually, if hektish something owned by hektish makes something, creates something, whatever it creates also belongs to hektish. Over here, the eved is is not hektish, and whatever he makes is not hektish. Like hektish eladamov. Because all you did was sanctify the value of the Eved. Now what it seems to imply over here is, Ramba said, if you make your Eved hectish, what happens? The Eved goes free. Over here it says, he's still your Eved. You just owe the value of the Eved to hectish. Top of today's daf. Hamani says, Gemara, who's on the Bar Mishnah of this Brisa, Rabbi Meir, he, the Amar, you know, the mighty Dvar Levatala. Person doesn't want to make dvar of levatol. Therefore, if he says hektish, what he means is the value, as opposed to our Mishnah. Our Mishnah is going to go free because uh, he, he's not referring to the value. Hachanam mistavro, and it's logical to explain the Bryce's following the opinion of Rebbe Meir that if you if you're makdish your eved, what you naturally mean is you're you're sanctifying the value of the eved. The eved's not going free, but you owe the value of him to the base on mikdash. Tiktani because says then the Bryce of Achinu and similarly on makdish atzmai. If somebody, uh, if somebody himself makes his own his own self hektish, I say you could keep working and eat what you make because all you meant to sanctify is your own value. If you're going to say we're following the opinion of a mayor that a person's words are not for naught, so then this all makes sense. But if you're going to tell me that you don't assume that a person's words automatically uh, are meant to be for naught. So it makes sense by his Eved that you're doing it for value. But for himself, what does it mean he's doing it for, for his value? A person who's free doesn't have any consecrated value. And therefore, it's got to be that the price only makes sense according to Rebbe Meir. Hence, let's just take a step back. What did we just learn? Again, Rabbi says, you're, you make your Eved hektish, he goes free. The Brisa here says, you make your Eved hektish, you owe his value to the Beis HaMikdash. Question on Rabbah. Answers the Gemara. That Bryce is Reb Meir. But Rabbah could be going according to the opinion of the Rabbanon. He's not disproven.
Says the Gemara. Lema Kitanai. Let's say that this is a machoikas tanoi. Hamaktish avdai ain mailam bai. Somebody makes avid hektish, there's no meila. Rabshimulam Rashimul says Mailam Bishari. That his hair, his sa his sayar, you it, you can transgress Mila by uh, Meila from benefiting from this person's hair. We'll explain what that means. My love, Hakamifki, isn't this the Machlekes? The Marsavar Kadosh, Marsavar like Kadosh. One holds the Evid becomes Kadosh, and other holds he is not sanctified. Again, same Machlekes. Can you or can you not sanctify your Evid? Says Gemara, but Tizbra is logical to explain it like that. Then what we mean is that the Evid is capable of Meila. And there's an Ebed that's not capable of Me'ila. Hai Kadosh ve'ina Kadosh boy. Instead of saying Me'ila, not Me'ila, why are you focusing on the transgression? Why don't you focus on what's actually happening? Say, say it's either hectish or it's not hectish. Why are you holding? Reb Shimon's going to hold it is hectish, and Tanakam hold it's not hectish. Why are you focusing on whether or not there's going to be Me'ila on it? If I want to know whether or not something's hectish, am I going to explain it by saying Me'ila or not Me'ila, or am I going to explain it by saying hectish or not hectish? You should focus on. The main thing that's happening, Ella rather, the Kuli Alma Kaddish. What's happening over here is as follows. If somebody says that his Eved belongs to Hektish, everybody's going to agree that the Eved can become Hektish. It can be owned by Hektish. So what's the Homach like this? As follows. One opinion holds that Eved is like Karka. Now if you benefit from Karka of Hektish, land of Hektish, it is not Me'ila. Meila does not apply to Karka. So one opinion is, everybody's going to say it's hectish. An Evid is hectish. One opinion says an Evid is like real estate, and real estate, there's no transgression on Meila. The other opinion holds that an Evid is considered movable property. Movable property is within the league of, of hectish, uh, of uh, Meila. If so, why are we only talking about the hair? We should talk about whatever the body creates. Everybody holds an Ebed is like Karka. Over here, we're dealing with Sayar that is ready to be cut. One holds it's, that it's already considered to be cut. And now that it's considered cut, it's considered metaltolin. It's considered movable property that's capable of being me'ila. The other opinion is going to say that hair is considered part of the Ebed. And since the Ebed is considered real estate, it's considered property, there's no capabilities of me'ila. Beautiful. Okay, so basically you take a step back. We want to know if the conversation is whether or not an Evid is considered movable property or real estate. Why are we talking about his hair? Benefiting from his hair, there's Me'il. Why hair? His body. If his whole body is movable property, so anytime you gain any sort of benefit from his body, it should be a problem. Says Gemara, no, we want to add, it, we want to add in this added detail of hair. Why? Because the Machlekes is, even if the Eved would be considered property, real estate, which is not capable of Meila, perhaps the hair, which is meant to be cut, is considered a separate part of the body, and the hair of the Eved wouldn't be considered real estate. Even if I consider the Eved real estate, the hair I would not consider to be, uh, to be real estate. The other opinion says no. That the hair has the same status as the Evid. Okay. It says Gemara, Le Mahani Tanoi, Kahani Tanoi. Let's say this Machlekas we just mentioned about the Evid, Me'ila of becoming hectic and, me, and whether you transgress Me'ila by benefiting. 
is connected to a different machlokas tanam. The tanam we learned in the Mishnah. Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir says, Yesh tvarim shehim bekarka avinika karka. And some, there are some things that are considered like karka, like real estate, and it's not really real estate. Vein chachamam Lacham did not agree with Rabbi Meir. What's going on? What are you talking about? Ketzer. Eser gefanim to unais masarti lach. Somebody says, I asked you to take care of 10 grapevines that are on my property. You took responsibility over 10. And the guy, the defendant is saying, not true. I only agreed to, to uh, take responsibility on five vines. Rav Meir Mechaia, Rav Meir says you're going to be obligated to take a shvua, like somebody agrees to a partial claim, and he's going to have to swear that he didn't take responsibility on the other five. The, the other five. You only took responsibility for five. But the Chachamim say it's considered real estate, and you don't have to swear on uh, grapevines are considered land, and since there's no halacha of shvua on land, there's no halacha of shvua and of taking an oath in these situations. And we're going to explain. Grapes that are ready to be cut is what we're dealing with in this machlekes. Rameyer holds that grapes that are ready to be cut are already considered cut and therefore it's considered metaltolin even while it's connected to the vine. It's considered movable property and you got to swear on movable property. The Rabbanon Savri, Lav Kibbutzure is Dhamma. The Rabbanon say no, it's considered real estate even though it's ready to be cut. Practically speaking, it's not cut. And therefore, tough luck. There's no obligation to take an oath. Zakh the Gemara. Zakh the Gemara. You see from here, the Machlaikasin Reb Meir and the Chachamim about grapes that are ready to be cut, whether or not it's considered karka, should be the same conversation as the hair on the Evid. If it's ready to be cut, do you view it like it's separate from the Evid? Or do you view it like it's part of the Evid? Mamish like ripe grapes. Let's connect the two disputes. To which the Gemara responds, No, if you take Rav Meir, Rav Meir, who holds that you're going to have to take an oath by the ready-to-cut grapes, does not necessarily hold that by the hair of the slave, it's considered cut as well. Why? They were dealing with grapes. Grapes on a vine, if you leave it there for too long, they'll ruin. And therefore, once they're ripe, they need to come off. If you don't take off the grapes when they're ripe, they're going to ruin. And therefore, it's as if it's already cut. As soon as they're ripe, it's like it's cut. Because it has to be cut, otherwise it'll go bad. But by the long hair, Long hair is beautiful. So just because you have long hair means it's ready to be cut. And if it gets cut, your hair is going to ruin. It's not true. Hair, hair becomes beautiful as it gets long. And therefore, perhaps, Rav Meir will agree in the other machlekas by the hair that there's no me'ila on hair. And we're not going to consider it to be cut. Okay, bottom line is, the two machlekasin do not go hand in hand. You cannot say that the, that lema uh, ketanoi kahani tanoi. Separate machlekes. Okay.
in front of Rabbi Yechon, Amar Lei, Amar Rav Hachi, he said, really, Rav said that? So says, Amar, why'd you say, really, did Rav say that? Vahu, like Amar Hachi, didn't Rav, did Rav not say that? Vamrul, Amar Yechon, Amafkir, Avda, Yotzel, Cher, somebody makes his Eved Hefker, he goes free, Vitzarich, get Shechor, but he needs to get Shechor, so Gemara says, Hachi, Amar Lehu, what he said is, Amar Rav Kavasi, does Rav agree with me? In other words, he was surprised that he has backup. Vigadarmi, some explain, Laisem will come in, that he didn't finish wrap it up in front of Rab, uh, in front of Rabbi Echanan. So um, no, he didn't tell him that Rav agreed with him that uh, you need to get a star shichur, a document of freedom. So he said, "Did Rav not say? I know he says you go free, but did he not say you need to get shichur?" Okay. If somebody makes his Evid Hefker, he goes free. But even though he goes free automatically, the owner is also required to give him a get shikher, to give him a document of freedom. Gufa, a piece of a previously quoted statement. Somebody says his Evid is Hefker, ownerless, that Evid goes free. Vitzarach get shikher, and he still needs a document of freedom. Asvi Ravabalula, Rabba says, I don't understand. Ger Shames, let's say you have a ger, a convert that died. Now here's the issue. If you have a ger, somebody who converts, they're not considered related to their family anymore, unless they have family that was born to them after the conversion. So here you have a ger Shames. So this ger Shames is considered to have no relatives. Ubizbizu Yisrael in the Chosov. And now you have Yisraelim that go and they, they uh, get the property. And the, the Ger had Avadim, old, older Avadim, adults and younger Katanim. So the older Avadim have acquired themselves automatically. But it seems the Katanim do not. Okay, first come, first serve. Says the Gemara, Who wrote a get shechur? According to what we said, that you need a get shechur if you become ownerless, you still need a you still need a document of freedom to prove that you completely hafker. Now you can marry a regular Yisraelis. For these people, who wrote them a document? Even the gedolim, even the adult. Servants, um, how are they just cleaning themselves? How do they acquire themselves back without a document? So Omar, he said, Demei, a dummy, this is similar, Haimi Rabbanon, of these Rabbanon, Kedilai Gamri Inchi Shmaitza. It's similar to people who don't really understand halacha. What do you mean? He says, I don't even like what you're saying. I don't like your halacha, your whole case of the ger and your question from the convert and then why they allowed to remarry without a document. He says, you don't understand what you're saying. Let me explain. Time am I. What is the reason that when you have a ger that dies, the avadim acquire themselves? The evad of a ger is considered, a servant of a ger is cons- has the same status as a wife. What does that mean? Just like when a ger passes away, his wife doesn't need a get in order to remarry. So to his servants, they go out with 
out a get as soon as he passes away. Okay, which means usually if you have a regular Hefker situation, you will need a Shtar Shekher. But over here where he passes away, it's different. It's not a regular way to enter Hefkerus, to enter ownerlessness. And therefore, you will need a document. You will not need a document. Even if you have an Eved born to a Yid, so the Eved should go free. The same way a regular Jewish woman doesn't need to get if her husband dies. Why does every Eved should not need to get when his owner dies, he should automatically become ownerless. You see that servants could be inherited. So if somebody makes his, his Eved Hefker and he dies, also you shouldn't need a, a uh, Shtar Shechur, since there's no inheritance. We're kind of stuck, and that Eved is, is kind of free, but he's also not allowed to marry a Jewish woman because he doesn't have a document of freedom. So Gemara says, You're right, we have a question on Amemar. Of the Misa, practically, we're not backing out of air of our halacha. Okay. Period. End of that. Back and forth. Now we're going to focus in a little bit on the brisa, which taught us that if you have a ger that passes away, the avadim are going to be able to acquire themselves without a star shikra, without a document of freedom. So, Amar Yaakov Reidi, Amar Bishuban Levi. Halacha ka'abashol. Halacha is like abashol, which is when a ger dies, the avadim acquire themselves. The ketanim, the avadim that are too young, whoever comes first gets. Now turn to the top of Amid Beis. Befeirush shami alach. Did you hear this? Befeirush oy mechlalosh shami alach. Did you hear? Did you hear? Mama say alach kabashol, or did you assume that he holds alach is like abashol? Now say gemara. My klalu. Why would you assume? Why would you assume that that Rabbi <coughs> Shulman Levi says alach like abashol, as opposed to hearing it directly? Like why? Why do you think that it wasn't heard directly? Gemara explains the context of this. Don't Rabbi Shulman Levi, because there's a statement of Rabbi Shulman Levi which is. Amru lefnei Rebbe. It was said in front of Rebbe that if somebody says, Omar, a guy says, Nesya'ashti mi plaini avdi mahu. I have yush from my Evad Kanani. I give up ever getting my Evad Kanani back. Okay? So you, you're sitting around at a chasna with another yid. And this yid's like, you know, I had an Evad the guy's such a good runaway. I, I don't think I'll ever get him back. I, I'm done. I, I mean, I give up on ever getting him back. What's the halacha of that Evid? What's the status? Does he need to get shikhrer? Is he free? What's going on? Amr lahem. Amr lahem. That Evid Kanani can never fully marry a, a Yiddish girl. Jewish girl. Because he's going to have to get that document of freedom... And he doesn't have it. Just because it was overheard at a chasna that the owner is giving up hope is not enough. The Yomar Rabbi says, My time with Rabbi, what's the reason for Rabbi's halach here? Gamar la la isha. He learns out the word la la from isha. Ma isha bishtar. Just like a woman, you need a document of a get to allow her to remarry. Af evanami bishtar. Ay, udika daik minaki isha. Ma isha asura belay memayna. 
just like a woman where um, she's, she's a mutter to marry somebody else, but the document does not remove her from the monetary rights of the husband, okay? Which means that when a woman gets married, there's also monetary obligations that the, that the husband has to the wife and the wife has to the husband, okay? So uh, th- there's value and monetary obligations that a certain amount of money, like we learned the five sella that she has to bring to, uh, to the house of, of uh, value. So there's also money involved, says the Gemara. So af nami isura vlaimimayna. So to buy the evad, the document is only is only needed to to allow him to remarry, but it does not remove him from his financial obligation to continue working for the master. Okay. So now says the Gemara v'imachlala mai. So that's why it would have been implied from Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi's. Uh, halacha that we just mentioned it says Gemara, what's the difference? It was implied or straightforward. What's going to be a practical difference? Because if it's not clear, and he didn't say this specifically, he said there's other ways to understand his statement. You could say that a woman when she re- when she receives a get, she's muttered to marry whether she's a gedolah or a katana. So to a slave. Uh, uh, the halachas of a slave should apply whether he's a gadol or a katana. All right? So, <laughs> says the Gemara, if it's going to be a diok, if it's going to be implied from uh, Rabbi Shua ben Levi's statement, so then it's actually going to come out to argue on Abashol, who said that if it's a katan, anybody can take the katan, it's considered ownerless. But if we're going to be medayakit to be like a woman, so then it should not, the halacha should not be that anybody could go and take ownership over this katan. Nobody should be able to get it. The katan should have his, his own rights right away. He says, oh, okay. I heard it explicitly. Halacha is like Abishol. It wasn't implied. All right. So bottom line, what do we know? What we know is halacha is like Abishol, that if somebody makes his avadim hefker, the gedolim acquire themselves, the katanim could be acquired through a first come, first serve basis. We don't pass like Abishol. Did you imply it? What do you mean you imply it? If you hear somebody at a chasta say, I give up of ever finding my Eva Kanani, what's the halacha of that Eva Kanani? Can he now marry a Jewish woman? We cannot marry a Jewish woman. Unless there's a document of freedom, my time was the reason. Mamish, very similar to what we had before. Says the Gemara, why don't I assume that I should have the status of Isha? Says and if you implied as opposed to being direct, so what? The Gemara says, I'll tell you why. If he didn't directly hear that ain halacha gabashol. Then you could imply the other way. Just like a woman, the get is freeing her to marry others, but it's not removing her financial obligation to the home. So too by a servant. Okay. So the same the same exact conversation, just in the other way. The first way we were starting out by saying that halach is like Abishol. 
that an adult acquires himself, a katan doesn't, and now we're saying, in Allah, HaGabashol, we don't pass HaGabashol, and depending on how you understand the original statement, is going to depend also on how the conversation went afterwards. Okay. Amar Mar, Amar Lahem, Amar Ani, Inet Akana, Ela Bishtar. All right. What the Tanayim taught their Talmidim is that this Ebed needs a Shtar Shechur, needs a document of freedom in order to ever be allowed to marry a Jewish woman. Says the Gemara, is that halacha true? Vahatanya, but we learned in a Brai, so Rebbe Yaimer, Rebbe holds, Yaimer, Ani, Afu, Naisen, Demei, Atzmai, Viyaitse, that an Ebed who belongs to Hektish could pay out his own value to Hektish and walk away. Because it's as if the Beis HaMikdash is selling the Ebed back to himself, which means you can bring your own freedom through money. If it's true that the Ebed can buy himself out and bring his own freedom through money, why did we, why did Rebbe say elsewhere, <coughs> excuse me, in our original statement, that a Ebed has no takana, there's no way to ever be able to marry a, uh, a Jewish woman. That's not true. There is a mahalach, there is an approach to get yourself out of it by redeeming yourself for money, and now you're good. No, what we mean to say is, There's no other way to get out of it unless you have kesef v'shtar. And this Ebed, he no longer has any kesef because the owner lost control over, uh, completely lost control over him. Okay? So, um, let's say you have a, a master, an Eved, that said, I'm sorry, yeah, let's say you have a master that says the Eved is Hefker. So giving money to the, to the master is not necessary at all. It's not necessary because he's already released as far as Dine Mamnes. The, the master already said, you have no obligation to me. Under those circumstances, when you have to the master, that's where Rabbi says the only the only way to help this Evet is through receiving a star shikhr. Well the Fukimi Atan is coming to argue in the following time. Tanul to Brazil Shimon, I remember Shimon Kiva Shimon says name Rabbi Kiva Yahli Kesav Gaimer Ba. I would say that paying off that money releases her. Tamud Laimar Vahtalin of Dasa. She was redeemed for money, but she's not completely redeemed. So the Pasuk ends with She wasn't freed Meaning she didn't receive a document Why is it important that she received a document That's coming to tell you Even if you pay out And you redeem yourself You still need a document To complete the freedom Money itself is not going to complete the freedom Seder So here we have Machaikas Alright That Yes or no, do you need a uh, document to allow the Ebed to marry a Jewish woman? What's the halacha? Let's get into this. Amar Rami Barchama, Amar Rav Nachman, Allah Rav Shimon. The halacha is like Rav Shimon, who quoted Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Yechonon Barchama, Amar Rav Yechonon, Ein Allah Rav Shimon. Ashke Rav Nachman, Rav Yitzhak, Rav Bar Sheilta. He found him at the entrance of the shul. Or not. Is it the money that gets her out or is it the document? But I know that from Mechuzah, they say, 
The halacha is like Reb Shimon. I see the surah, and then I came to surah. Ashkachti the Rebchiel Barav. And see, he's giving this all in his answer. He says, the halacha, he says, I hold no. But I know the Racham hold yes. And let me tell you, when I came to surah, Ashkachti the Rebchiel Barav, and I found the Rebchiel Barav, and Amr Ali, Amr Ali Easy, he said, you know, tell me something, uh, tell me something important. Sorry, I just lost the place. Gufa dov de hechavde. Yeah? When there was a a uh, story, and you know when we heard from from uh, Rav, Rav uh, Nachman's halacha, do we pass like Rav Shimon? No, what, what happened? What's the, do we pass like Rav Shimon or not? There was an incident where there was a maidservant who was a shchimira. She was she was on her deathbed. She said, you know, how long? Is uh, am I going to have to work? Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She wasn't sick. There was a a uh, maidservant whose owner was sick, so she came in front. Uh, she uh, she came in front of um, of her master, and she said, "Please free me, so that after you die, I don't need to be owned by your children." So he took his kumsei and he threw it at her. Kumsei. Rashi on the third wide line says kaivai. Okay, kaivai is a hat. So he threw his hat at her. What does that mean? And Amr Allah said there is zilkni ha ukni nafshach. You own the hat and you acquire yourself secondary to the hat. You acquire yourself together. Okay. Um. Also committed to Rachman, so after he passed away, the children gave her to Rachman, that the way that he gave her over to herself didn't do anything because you don't have a document. So those who saw this story thought the halacha is like, uh, the halacha follows Rabbi Shimon, and therefore he, she really was free as far as her monetary obligations. But why did she need to start Shekhar? Just to be allowed to marry. Okay? Fullahi, that wasn't really the halacha. It was because the kini chalipim wasn't done properly. It wasn't done well. She should have taken her hat and he would have acquired that through the chalipim. But she can't take the hat and herself. The halacha does not follow Rebbe Shimon. That's how we're passing end of the sugya, end of this halacha. We're going to hold it here for today. Bezim tomorrow we will pick up at nine thirty a.m. Agitavach. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, everybody.